Welcome to track number one of I Need Only One Talent. Are you excited or what? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, somebody! <laughs> wow. Amen. You know, the Bible says Jesus was passing through the city of Gadarenes. He wasn't going to preach, oh, he was passing through. By the time he passed through the city, things had changed. Come on, somebody. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sir. You sit down. Yes. Amen. By the grace of God, this week, there are several anointed men passing through. And I said that by the time this camp is over, your house must change. Your ministry must change. Your finances must change. You yourself must change. Come on, somebody. After this camp, if you are still the same, there's something wrong with you. Hallelujah. So tonight, we are blessed. We are blessed. Please take your seats. Please, please. We have in our midst great men of God. Hallelujah. All the way from Kenya, Bishop Obi. Wow, come on, give Bishop Obi a Pacific Australia welcome. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fantastic. Wow. We are happy to see you, Bishop Obi. Bishop Obi is a regular at our camps. Hallelujah. Second year running. And we also have in our midst the Prince of Preachers. Come on. He's the Prince of Preachers. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, take your seat. Okay, go. Sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. Sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. Allow, 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 allow. Allow. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, after this session or after this season, when everyone is sitting, you'll be standing. Hey! And when people are standing, you'll be outstanding. And when they're outstanding, you'll be the standard. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome all the way from Agagana, Bishop E.A.T. Sake! Bishop E.A.T.
Hallelujah. All right. Sit on top of your enemies. Squeeze them. Hello? Crush them. Suffocate them. Let them feel uncomfortable. Hello? Hello? For the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. I said, you will see them no more. Amen. Sit down. Wow. What a blessing. What a privilege. Wow. It's a wonderful day. Amen. I'm truly excited to be here. But the one who is coming after me, whose shoes are not worth it to you on tire. Is it working? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Whose shoes are not worth it to you on tire? Amen. Amen. So I believe that this is going to be the greatest camp of your life. Amen. This is going to be the greatest encounter of your life. God is going to visit us in a mighty way. Hallelujah. All right. So, tell you, you tell your neighbor, sitting by, you tell you, my neighbor. If I hold your shoulder and shake him and say, my neighbor. In case you don't like shouting, you don't like noise, you are sitting by the wrong person. Please relocate, relocate now. <laughs> hey! Anyway, hallelujah. So we are very excited. I'm truly, truly excited to be here. And, um, God has been gracious to us, bringing greetings from Ghana where God lives. <laughs> and that's a, that's a hotel in Australia. <laughs> but it's a blessing, a privilege. Amen. I believe that um, Bishop Obi will say a few words to us. Let's welcome Bishop Obi. Take your seat. Wow. See, I'm ready. Lift your voice. Say, I'm ready. And I am prepared. Because a great blessing is coming my way in this camp. Last year, we are attempting great things. But this year, I can see with only one talent, I am among those who are called. So many are called, and I am included in that calling. See, I'm not leaving this place the same because my father is visiting me with a great anointing to impart that anointing into my life for great works, 
for amazing works. Say this season, my life is changing. In Jesus' name, say by Friday, I'll be totally different. In Jesus' name, we are really blessed to be having another camp. And I believe it's going to mark a turning point in Australia and Pacific areas. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be here? So I believe we all know the camp rules. Don't be getting up when our father is preaching. Be very attentive. Don't look sleepy. Look excited. Don't walk around. Don't be chatting when the preaching is going on. And I believe something great is coming your way. If you are excited as I'm excited, let's welcome Bishop Saki again. Oh, give a better shout. I'm shouting. Okay, amen, amen. It looks like the brother, wild guy to the right and to the left. Anyway, please be seated. Well, like Bishop Obi said, um, it's a great time, and I'm definitely going to have great encounters with God. Amen. Amen. And um, it's going to be a time that God will visit us and minister to us. And our lives will never be the same. I'm sure for some of you, it may be your first time at a camp. If it's your first time, be at home. Don't just feel at home. Be at home. Amen. And enjoy every grace and every blessing that is prepared for us today and these days that we are going to be here. I'm truly excited that Daddy is going to be going to be staying with us throughout the season. And it's very different if you're in school. Your home food is always better than the school food. Are you here of going home? So we're going to have we're going to have home food this this time. There's a verse of scripture I like us to look at in Psalm 81 and verse number 10. Psalm 81, verse number 10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Amen. Amen. The, the uh, New Living Translation says, for it, is I, it was I, the God, the Lord, your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things. In this camp, may God fill your mouth with good things. Now, what the Bible is saying, is saying that open it wide, as wide as you can. Because only good things can happen to you. I sense greatly that this is the camp you have been waiting for. Are you still here? And I believe that God has prepared his servants 
God has prepared the prophets with a prophetic direction for our lives. So you should open your mouth wide. Can I have an amen? amen. That means that pay attention. Be focused. Every word that would come out from this place, let it enter your mouth. Let it change your life. Because God says that if you open your mouth wide, wide, some of you, you, you are normally, you, know, you, know, you are not used to opening your mouth. You know, when you are talking, nobody can even hear you talk. In, because of a book that you read, Curtis for Boys and Girls, there's a lady that doesn't shout in public. You are a good lady, don't open your mouth wide. But here, the word of God will prevail over every book you have read anywhere. God says that there's enough anointing for everybody. Amen? Do you remember the story of the woman who went and um, Elijah told her, go and collect bottles and bring the vessels into your room and pour oil into it. Pour it. The Bible says that as the woman was pouring the oil into the bottles, at a point, she asked the, the sons, is there any other vessel? And they said, no, the vessels are finished. All the verses we borrowed are finished. And the Bible says, and the oil ceased. That means that there was enough oil for every bottle. As long as there were empty bottles, there was enough, enough oil for them. Today, there's enough anointing for everybody here today. Nobody shall be left out in this conference. I said, nobody shall be left out in this camp. The, 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 the oil was limited by the number of vessels available. So if the woman had 10,000 vessels, there would be enough oil for 10,000 vessels. If the woman had 100, enough for 100. So the amount of God has enough anointing for everybody. There's grace for everybody here today. The way that we are going to hear at this camp is going to change and transform every life. I didn't hear your loudest amen. Are you here today? Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, all the vessels that the people collected, look at it. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. It is when the bottles were finished that the oil stopped. So you can limit the anointing. If you're available, there's enough oil for you. May the anointing change your life forever. I say, may the anointing change your life forever. Hallelujah. The way that the prophet is going to speak to us carries the anointing of God. And everybody, I don't know who you are, but I'm, I'm prophesying in advance to you. That by the time the prophet finishes ministering, your whole life will be transformed inside out. Do you believe it? You will become 25,000 times bigger than you came here. Amen. I think you like standing. Don't worry. You stand throughout when the prophet starts preaching. Now go and sit down in the meantime. No, I'm telling you. So it's up to you. Amen. 
it's up to you to tell yourself that I do not want to be left out in this camp. In this camp, my heart is opened. My mind is alert. Amen. So, like Bishop said, stay focused on what we are doing. Especially when the prophet is speaking and ministering, don't be playing around with your with WhatsApp and replying messages and on Facebook and, and on all, any of these useless things. Are you there? And don't allow your neighbor to distract you. So look at what somebody has said me. WhatsApp somebody has said me. No, nothing like that. Are you there? No. Tell yourself that I'm going to stay concentrated. And every grace that God has for me will come to me. Say amen. amen. Look at another, another passage of scripture. Um, Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. All right. Now, let me find it for you. Hallelujah. Jesus was speaking to the disciples and telling them about a great minister. Amen. Matthew 11 and verse number 7. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? Ask your neighbor, what did you come here to see? Ask him. In fact, hold the ear and pull the ear and ask him or her. What did you pull until she, she screams? What did you come here to see? What did you come here to see? Why? The reason why I'm saying this is because people have various reasons for coming for meetings like this. Somebody may be believing God for a beloved. You may never know. Why did you come to this camp to see? What is your real motive of coming to this camp? Are you there? So if you haven't met some friends for a long time, so it's not a good place to meet your, those friends. It's not a bad agenda at all. But there must be a primary reason. Are you there? So the question is, what did you, that's just as what did you go out there to the wilderness to see? You will see what you have to see. Amen. And then Jesus goes on to explain to, to speak to them. A reed shaking with the wind for what went he out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. <laughs> what a shock. But what went he out to, for to see? A prophet, yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he 
of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that were born of women, they had not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Amen. Amen. Now, this, these are the words of Jesus concerning John. He said, you know, because when John was having ministry, John was having camps. And then the people would go to the camps. And when you go, John would preach to them. And John would tell them, would tell them brood of vipers, who told you to come for this camp? And he, <laughs> he would preach very hard messages to them. And they were shocked. I tell you. And so Jesus was telling them that you guys, what did you call, what, what were you expecting? What were you expecting? I'm so grateful to God for your lives. You paid money. You've given up work time. You've given up sacrifice some time to be here. It has cost you to be here. May your expectation, may God meet your expectation. I say, may God meet your expectation. May every investment you have made for this camp pay in a mighty way in your life. Somebody shout your Lord and say, Amen. Are you here? It was a journey for them to make to go all the way to John, far away in the wilderness, and so on. But for everybody who paid the price, who came with a motive and a good one, God met them and God transformed their lives. I see transformation coming in your life. Any dollar you have spent to come, any sacrifice you have made to come. May this be the time that God will pay you more than you can ever imagine. May your dollar be converted to anointing for your life. For your church. For your ministry. Say, I receive it. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? This is the best season of your life. I said, this is the best season of your life. God is going to pour anointing upon your life. Just be multiplied upon your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. So once again, I want you to get off your chair and tell some people, welcome, welcome to the place of anointing. Welcome. Hug them and tell them. Hug them and tell them. Welcome. You made a journey. Ha, korabakatoshibahata. Hallelujah. Sit down, sit down, sit down now. Sit down now. Okay. Sit down. Stop 
The New Living Translation says, Jesus said, What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Now listen, God has blessed us with a father and a prophet who is not weak. Amen. It says, oh, were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? <laughs> what a shock. Hmm. No. People with expensive clothes, they live in the palace. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes. And he is more than a prophet. I'm telling you, for us, God has given us somebody more than a prophet to us. He's a prophet. He's a, a father. He's a teacher. He's an evangelist. He's an apostle. He's the God's gift to all of us in this ministry. Can I have an amen? amen? So it depends on how wide you open your mouth. Because for him to, you came from, took a journey, you flew a few miles to get here. But he, has, he is coming further than anybody else. He has made a long journey for your sake. I said for your sake. And I believe that he's going to rule in our lives. Anything that has been worrying you and hindering your life and your ministry shall be broken in Jesus' name. The prophet need not lay hands on you. Bible says that he sent forth his word. So as he speaks, the word will perform miracles in your life. Say amen. amen. As he speaks, you shall be released into your season of blessing. Amen. Your churches will change forever. Amen. Your ministry will change forever. Amen. Do you believe it? I, believe it? I said, do you believe it? Believe it. What you used to do in the church before you came here, you are going to go to a higher level in that area. Because you are about to encounter the gift of God for your life. You are about to encounter the power of God for your life. Are you here today? Are you excited? You are going to break your church records. Any barrier the enemy has placed in your way. Your church will not grow beyond 75. Not grow beyond 25. Not go beyond 55. Not go beyond 200. By the nature of the prophets. May that barrier be broken in Jesus' name. May God release your season of multiplication. Since it's multiplication is being released in your life. Say, I receive it. I receive it. What is not possible shall be possible. I say, what is not possible be possible. Sit down. You sit down. I say, you like to stand. You stand out till we close. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So always remember, and your motive for coming should stay. Because Jesus was talking about this who followed John. Not everybody was blessed by John's ministry. Because the Bible says that some went and some were even offended by the way John was ministering. And Jesus said, because you, you thought that John was going to teach you how to make money. John is going to teach you how to ride a flight airplane. 
But John was teaching them very hard things. And some were offended. Jesus said, because you did not have, you did not know why you came. But I believe that our spirits, our souls, shall be aligned to the purpose of God. We shall see the grace of God in our lives. We shall see the mercy of God in our lives. I am more than excited, I tell you. I feel that this cup is for me, me, Etisaki. I don't know about you. So, I hope you are all alert and awake. There are no sleeping times here. Amen. Yeah. This place is a place of supernatural encounters. You're not going to get worried about any situation. It's like all I came to see from God. And nobody will hinder you. And nobody will stop you. And nobody will block you. Say amen again. Right. I would like to just share something very little with you. And then the prophet will walk in any moment from now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Tell one sitting by you. I'm so happy I'm sitting by somebody alive like you. One of the things you must do is when you go for church or conference meetings like this, sit by someone that you feel comfortable with. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Right, let me quickly take a chapter from this book and share a few points with it uh, for me to you and then we will be, I'll be sitting. I'm talking about in this book, The Art of Shepherding chapter 14, 34, sorry. Core areas for your, for the development of a shepherd. Now you must, if you want to say core, that is compulsory is important areas where you must develop I see you developing in Jesus' name. Every human being develops. Grow. You develop. Some people, they grow old, but they don't grow up. <laughs> what a shock. Think about it. They grow old, but they don't grow up. But you must grow up. Grow up means mature. Grow old means add days or years to your days, to your life. So it doesn't matter your 
age, what is important that you must grow up. I see you growing up in Jesus' name. Now, you must develop the core areas of your life. Core important areas. If you are going to become useful. And I tell you, you are going to be more than ever useful in your life. Useful in the church of God. Useful in the kingdom. Super. Great. So, the first area is develop your ability to fight. Develop your ability to fight. You must be a fighter. I'm, I'm talking about real fighting, not foolish fighting. <laughs> yeah. In life, you cannot sit down and just be laid back and just think that everything is going to work for you. A lot of things you must fight for them. Say amen. You've got to fight for them. You don't put your hands in your laps and hoping that something is going to... One student told me that he's believing God that no, it's, it's, a, it's a she, not a he. She says she's believing God that as she goes to, as she goes to bed, she have an ed, a, a dream and see all the exam questions in the dream. <laughs> Instead of learning, you want to see the exam question in the dream. That's not how life works. <laughs> yeah. That's not how life works. You've got to fight. Amen. Be a fighter. When I was a little boy, I used to fight. Well, I mean, physical fight. Now, I wasn't born again, so please, don't send me a WhatsApp. <laughs> I used to fight, and I come after two boys, twins. So, every time we used to when they see a young boy walking around like my age, my brothers would ask me, can you fight this boy? I said, easy. Then I'll go from behind, I'll trip him down, and then he'll fall. I said, I was not born again. So when he falls down, the thing becomes a fight. Every time my brothers are waiting in the, in the, in the trees, behind the trees, watching what is going to happen in the fight, when they realize that their brother is down, then they jump into the fight. So three of us, or, or for the one boy, I tell you, it's not easy. Now, when, we, when, they, when after the fight, the boy goes home and tells his mother, spirits, then the parents will come to our house. When they come, my mother will also quarrel with the mother. <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know what mothers have gone through for us, I tell you. Bless God for mothers. <laughs> I tell you. Anyway, but you know, at a point, I realized that because I was the youngest of the three, they always cheated, wanted to cheat me in everything. So I had to develop my ability to fight. 
when it's when meets everything they want to take the the, the bigger part <laughs> i said no 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 so i have to develop my skills so that i can preserve what belongs to me something belongs to the enemy wants to come for what belongs to you but as you develop your ability to fight you will go for your blessing nobody can steal your blessing from you somebody shout amen are you here you've got to develop it every animal i develop the ability to fight whether it's paws whether their teeth every more animals have a way of fighting and so they develop it the cat develops it the lion all of them develop the ability the area where they have to decide that they can fight because if you don't fight you'll be a loser in life and ministry if you don't fight for the anointing for the power of god you'll be surprised that your ministry will die but your ministry will never die in jesus name it will never die in jesus name but you've got to develop it are you there and you'll give me the point some uh, sorry first timothy chapter 1 verse 18 first timothy 1 18 this charge i commit i commit unto thee son timothy according to the prophecies which went before in on thee that thou by them might war a good warfare this is paul apostle paul speaking to young timothy a young man around the age of 25 pastoring a huge church we are told that in those days church was this church in Ephesus was close to 50,000 50, now this young Timothy was supposed to pastor them and Bible says that Paul and others laid hands and prayed for him they ministered to him now Paul is saying that I charge you Timothy According to the prophecies. Now listen. Every word you hear will be a prophetic word for you here. The prophets are about to speak into our life. Our fathers are about to minister to us. But it's about Paul says that according to the prophecies which went before on thee. That thou by them. By the words you hear at this camp. Am I talking to anybody here? By the word you are going to hear at this camp. By the prophecies that shall go ahead of you at this camp. May you war a good warfare. I said, may you war a good warfare. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you see, when, uh, when the prophet tells you, I see you becoming a mega church pastor. You shout amen, we are excited about it and all that. But now when you go, you take that word that was spoken. And the principles in the thing, you apply them. And you fight for them. Because when the devil knows that you'll be a mega church pastor, you'll be an anointed man of God. And so anything we like to do to obstruct and to prevent, he's going to do it. But I see you stronger than your enemy. You are tougher than your enemy. Somebody shout hallelujah. You're not going to be phlegmatically sit down and then. If the thing belongs to you, you will never lose. That's what they say. If it's me, it's for me. To, if you sit down, sit down and see. Thing that belongs to you can lose it if you don't even sit down. I'm telling you, all of you are supposed to be people who belong to mega churches. Can I have an amen? 
you're supposed to do well in life and ministry. But the devil wants you to stay down. Wants to keep you down. But no, 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 no. You are developing your ability to fight. I will not stay down. I will not stay under. I will not lie on the ground. I'm getting up in the name of Jesus. I see you rising up in Jesus' name. I see you rising up in Jesus' name. Are you here? Your life will change forever. You've got to develop your ability to fight. Ability to fight. Many things will tell you it's not going to work. But the prophetic word says it shall work for you. So you've got to test it. I take this word and I stand on this word. After the, after the, after the camp, you carry the message. You soak in the message. You listen over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. A few weeks ago, we had a camp in Ghana. The prophet led us, had a camp with us on the mega church. After the camp, I took the message. I said, this message, I'm not finished listening to it. In fact, when I listened to it, I see I was not even at the camp. The, the, the word was so, I listened over and over and over again. I said, what was said, I will see it. I see you seeing miracles in your life and ministry. Can I have an amen? The messages are for you, but not for only for this season. Say amen. amen. Sit down. So you've got to develop your core areas. Now in the area of fighting, fighting, you'll be a fighter. I said, you'll be a fighter. Amen. I said, no, don't allow yourself to make yourself a, a phlegmatic, cool. One day, you know, one day pray, at a prayer meeting, one lady, the way she was praying, I told her that even the devil would like to be your friend. So, oh, you know, she was going, oh, devil, I don't like what you have been doing. Devil, I don't like it. Stop what you are doing. Hey! Devil, I don't like this. I see, I see your boyfriend who is trying to leave you. Oh, devil, devil, this, I don't like this, devil. I mean, tell you, I don't like it, devil. What are you doing, devil? Like, stop it, stop it, devil, stop it, devil. Hey! What a shock. Are you still here? You've got to, you see, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the Bible says that people, some people, their faces was even like lions, the way they pray. So if you are too nice, too nice with the devil. Devil I, devil, I don't like these things. Oh, devil. Devil, stop, devil, stop it. Stop it. Devil, I, I bind you, devil. Who will be bound? Who I bind, devil, I bind you. I bind you. Hey! Are you still here? You're going to live here like lions. Fighting. 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 I tell you. I'm telling you, there's so much that is in store for us. So much God is spoken over our lives. God has so much for you. But if you sit at one place, you will never inherit your blessing. But if you came here for this camp, there's no way you will not inherit your blessing. I see blessing multiplying in your life. I see great anointing being multiplied in your life. I see the prophetic word entering your spirit. And changing your life. Somebody say, I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, quick one. 
Number two, you must develop your conscience. It's another very important area that you must develop a core, core area. Your conscience. First Timothy 1, 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of pure heart and a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Hallelujah. Yeah. You've got to learn to develop your conscience. That is a warning signs of life. You know, if your conscience is working, active, develop it. It will convict you when something is going wrong in your life. Amen? You see the warning sign, that tsunami, you see warning signs. There are warning signs. When they say this means that something is going to happen. Something, people have gone to study to see the sign that can make them see into the future. Say, hey, this, when you see these signs, either a cyclone or something bad is about to happen. And they send the messages ahead. Everybody should guide himself, move out of here, and because something can happen, they have studied, and then they see the warning signs. So everybody who's going to amount to anything in God must learn to develop your conscience. Can I have an amen? amen. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, of whom is Hermenus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Amen. Bible says that they have what? Holding faith and good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. You destroy your faith when you put away conscience. Good conscience. Amen. Right. So, quick, there's a few more things to say. The next area you need to develop is the area of godliness. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, Patience, meekness. Amen. Now, the emphasis here is on godliness. Every pastor, every Christian, every uh, um, dancer, all of you, you must develop your godliness. Amen. Are you still here? Yeah. You must develop that area of being godly. Hallelujah. Our destiny is to become like Jesus. That's our ultimate goal. Am I right? Is to become like. So develop the uh, godly, godly, a God man, a God woman. That's what you become. As you becoming like that in Jesus' name. These are core areas. Some say core areas. Hallelujah. When you develop them, you see that you become stronger spiritually. 
the enemy will not be able to accuse you and say all sorts of things about you. Number, number four, quickly, I need to move on. Number four, every person here must have spiritual pursuits. You must have spiritual pursuits. First Timothy, again, chapter 6, verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after or pursue. Hallelujah. Pursue godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Amen. You must what? Pursue it. You must develop your ability to pursue spiritual things. Everybody has an aim in life. Your aim, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a whatever and so on. What you want to become is what you pursue. I'm not talking to anybody here. You, you run up, you pursue, you want this world, this way I want to go. So because of that, I am going this direction. I, this, is, this is how those who achieve this goal, this is the way they will so say, I'm, I'm not going to walk on this road because I want to get there. So you have your um, aim, your academic aim. I want to become a politician. <laughs> Maybe that's your aim, to be a politician. I want to become whatever. It's fine. It's always good to have something you want to become. But now Paul told Timothy that pursue these things. There are spiritual things that you must also aim at. Can I have an amen? Don't just aim at becoming a wife. Because becoming a wife without these other ones. A wife without godliness. Without patience, without meekness, you are, you are my the devil's nephew, I tell, niece. I tell you. Your aim must not be that, oh, by the end of 2020, I'll become a husband with two children. As for this camp, as for this camp, by all means, I should have a beloved. What a shock. What is your aim? What are you pursuing? What are you pursuing? Who is your standard? Who are you looking at and watching? Which, which movie star do you want to become? I'm preaching. <laughs> I tell you. Some of you have some pictures. And I, 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 know, I know a young lady. She used to have... Michael Jackson's pictures everywhere in the room. No space. My aim to one day sing like Michael Jackson. That is her ambition. That is what she's pursuing. What a shock. What are you pursuing? What is it that, what are you running after? What are you following after? What is taking your energy and your... I mean, Sophie used to learn the words of all the songs. You know all the useless songs. You know all the words. You are looking at me. You see? You see, these guys here and here, they are responding. But those who are quiet here, they are not bothered. More, more. Those, they are more. <laughs> 
no, 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 no. Listen. This year are more sinners than the young ones, I tell you. They know the bars and they are sitting there quiet. So you guys, you are good. Go and sit down. You guys, go and sit down. You are the good ones. I'm telling you. Yes, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. When it comes to bad things, those who are quite know more bad things than these new ones who are now coming up. Yeah. They are pursued at their time. Anyway, sit down, let's carry on. Amen. Say spiritual pursuits. I didn't hear you. You see, you must aim. I want to become a pastor, an evangelist. A, that's called spiritual pursuits. You are pursuing to be something spiritual, somebody spiritual. Not just, I want to become a millionaire. I, 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 I want to be rich. What a shock. All those things, they may come as a matter of fact. But your aim must be, must be godly. Have a godly ambition. Have a godly ambition. When I was seven years old, yeah, that's when I told myself that I'll be a priest. All my life, I've never wanted to be anything. Doctor, lawyer, engineer, I never wanted to be. All I wanted all my life was to be a priest. By the grace of God. And I'm a priest. Hallelujah. No, that's, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I really, really, because you see, when I used to go, I go to church and I see the, the priest in the cassock and in all his regalia. And then we, we used to, I used to be a mass server. So we hold the priest uh, things, clothes. When he turns, then we all turn like that. So this thing, I'd like to wear one one day. <laughs> I really, really admired it. Look, if you allow me, I can even wear my bishop cloak and go to that if you allow me. What a shock. No, no, no. I really, really wanted to be a priest. Every time they wrote exams in school, you write an essay. What would you like to be in future? So I'm saying lawyer, engineer. I always say I want to be a priest. All the time. All the time. And even before I got born again, I had a desire in my heart. I would like to do something nice. Oh, at least the gun I wait. <laughs> what a shock. I tell you. I moved on and moved on by the grace of God. When I was going to do my exams to go to university, I prayed and said, Lord, it is your will for me to be a priest. Let me fail my exam. So that I, I'll go to Bible school. Because Bible school for those who didn't do well in school. Yes, that, that, that was my mind at that time. What a shock. Oh, it's a real prayer I prayed. For Joshua, I prayed a prayer. Lord, if it's, you really want me to be a priest, let me bomb, let me fail the exam. Then I will know that your will is working in my life. And then God was so merciful that I, I passed. <laughs> Even when I was in school, when I was in law school, throughout... The lecturers kept on saying that, yes, what are you doing here? Because they realized that my mind was not in the school. My mind was on ministry and doing the work of God. I met one of my lecturers later on after I finished school. And um, he said, yes, exactly. Who are you? I said, oh, 
I'm in ministry. I'm doing the work of the Lord. So, oh yeah, I knew from the first year, I knew that you will not be a lawyer. You will end up becoming. I met one of my classmates also at the airport. When I saw him, he said, oh, you're looking very nice. Where are you? I said, I'm a minister. He said, wow. He said, minister of agriculture, minister of finance. What a shock. You must have spiritual pursuits. Say amen. amen. It doesn't take away from your other person, but you must aim that I'm going as far as I can go with God. You must aim at it. Aim at it. As far as I can go. As far as I go preaching, serving, singing, dancing. As far I have a spiritual aim. Pursue these things. Follow it. What price do you have to pay? And if you are pursuing some things, you give up some things. Because I want to be godly. I want to go this. I don't want to have time with boyfriends and girlfriends. No, 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 no. I'm pursuing this thing. Are you here or go home? I'm pursuing this. No time for, for pornography and useless. I'm pursuing. You're looking at me. I'm coming home now. Are you still here? I said, are you here? You must have spiritual pursuits. What is your goal? What is your aim? If you work in a bank, you don't say that me, uh, maybe the first job was to us to mop, uh, be a cleaner in the bank. You clean the floor. When they close, you clean the element, come and clean. Or maybe you are, you are just a, maybe set up as a cashier. Beautiful. You can start as a cashier, but your aim must not be that I want to be the cashier the rest of my life. Your aim is when you see the manager there, you decide one day I also entered off and be a manager. So you have a, a spiritual and an aim to go higher. So spiritually also, may you have an aim to go higher and higher and higher. Say amen. You must aim at it. That I don't want you always be down, down, down. Be in church and I just come and I enjoy the message. I laugh and I clap and go. I also want to be a preacher one day. I want to be a shepherd. I want to be a basenta leader. I have a spiritual aim. You must aim at it. You must have that aim and ambition. Say amen. Have the goal. And if you have that goal, you'll be, you'll be pushed to become that. When I met Bishop, when we were in university in 1982, that's when I was blessed to meet him. You know, when I met him, it was very interesting. One gentleman, one gentleman um, who was my, my schoolmate, after they, you know, they had gone for an um, interview to enter the medical school. So when he came back, he told me that, now I was also qualified to go and study law, but he told me that, Yetisaki, when we went for the interview, I met this guy, he's crazy. Lanky, tall, half casts. And he's crazy. I said, Why? He said, As they were in the room waiting to be called for the interview, he was just walking up and down and praying in tongues, shaka, baba, ba, just praying. And he said, He's crazy. And he told me that, Yet he said, I think you will like him. <laughs> now, if somebody said that you like a crazy person, what, what, what is the person trying to say? <laughs> what a shock. 
you have made a crazy man say that he thinks I will like that crazy man. Thank you very much. Thank you. In fact, about a year ago, I got a text from this guy. He said, he's a, a doctor in um, somewhere in Europe or America. I got a message from him. I said, look, I owe you thanks for mentioning to me that crazy man. Since I met him. Since 1982. My craziness has gone wilder. God will bring somebody into your life. By that divine encounter, your life will change forever. It will guide you in your spiritual pursuits. Are you there? Oh, I'm telling you, I was so... I'm so when I, I didn't know how I was going to meet him. So one day I went to see a friend, and the friend wasn't there in the, in the university. He wasn't there. And I was coming down when I saw this young half caste brother that um, I didn't know whether he was the one anyway, on the other side of the road walking. And then at that time, so about 8 p.m. on a particular day, he was walking on the other side of the road as I was walking, coming down from the other side. And True to what my friend said, he was speaking in tongues. Shaka bato sabataya. With some five or six people around him. I said, wow. Could this be the crazy man they talked about? What a shock. And so we met. So when I saw him pass, now the people around, around following him at that time, I noticed one of them who was my classmates. So when we went to class the following day, her, she, she was, um, her name is Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. Let me preach. So, when we went to the class, the first, I said, Adelaide, yesterday I saw you with this gentleman walking and the girl speaking in tongues. You know what Adelaide said? I said, Adelaide said, Oh, that guy is crazy. <laughs> Please don't tell her when you see her. He said, she has been warning us to, he has been warning us to every day come and call us for prayer meeting, for evangelism. That's why he was coming to take us for evangelism in another hall of residence. I said, wow. What's his name? So oh, his name is Doug. Today, Adelaide is Mrs. Doug. What a blessing. Give a lot of shout. Anyway, anyway. So, he invited me for, I didn't invite, she invited me for a meeting the following day. When I went, there were about, about almost 10 people sitting down. About 10 people sitting down. And then he was leading a Bible study. This uh, brother, that was sharing. and said, I was so blessed. 1982. So blessed. As was sharing with us. So, a beautiful, just simple Bible study. When he finished, he said, okay. So somebody should pray. Then I don't know how to pray, but I can pray. <laughs> so I said, okay, now I'll pray. I pray. When I, I was praying, I realized I, I realized I was really praying. Then I opened my eyes and I saw he was spying me. Who is this guy praying? Could he also be a crazy guy? What a shock. After the prayer, after the service and meeting ended, I took my Bible and I was going. When I heard somebody calling me, clapping and calling, when I turned towards Brother Dad, when I went, he said, What's your name? I said, my name is Ieti Saki. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm also dark. And he said, I like you. And I also said, I also like you. What a blessing. 
It's been 37 years since I met him. 37 years. I told him my pursuit was to become a minister. When I met him, my pursuit was directed by God. I saw anointing and direction come upon my life. I'm so grateful for God allowing me to meet him the day. I, listen to me. When I met him, it was even accidental. Because the person that I was going to look for was not there. And I was very upset that this person that I was going to meet wasn't there. You promised to meet in the, in, in, in Zoom at a period of time. I waited around. He wasn't there. And I said to go, I would pay apps. If I had met this guy, I would not have met. Bless God, your mistakes and your, what you call, accidents is God's plan for your life. I see God reorganize and reorder your plans. Some of you didn't intend to come for this camp. But God made it possible. May this be a life-changing camp for your life. A life-changing encounter for your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Are you here? I said, are you here? Some of the things that we see, we call them accidents. It's actually God orchestrating something beautiful. Planning something wonderful. Am I preaching to anybody here? What you call a mistake is actually God working out something in your life. I see the purpose of God coming to pass. Say, I receive it. Are you there? This is a camp. Sit down. It's not a convention. <laughs> what a shock. Hallelujah. Are you still in church? You see, I'm saying to everybody here, if you came here, begin to pray and ask God to give you spiritual ambition. Spiritual ambition. You pursue spiritual things. You pursue things of God. Ministry things. Godliness, faith, love, patience. Some of you don't know what love. Some of you are very impatient. What a shock. I have a lady in, in, in her church. She says when she's angry, she breaks all the plates and glasses in the house. When she's angry with her husband. Can you believe it? She breaks all of them. Some of you, your temper is terrible. As you're sitting here, you have done lipstick, you have done your hair. When you're angry, you're worse than Lucifer. You're worse than Lucifer. You are looking at me. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Serious. Serious. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> sit down, 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 sit down. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Your temper is so bad. I said, pursue patience. It's a godly character to have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have done things that you should be you, you should be embarrassed about, your temper, you're angry, you misbehave. Total misbehavior. Nobody can, even your pastor can control you. So if you're sitting here, you have even hang up your phone on the pastor before as I'm talking. Hang up. Cut up. I don't want you to talk to the pastor. They were sitting by you. Tell you what, the, the man is talking to you now. You are the reason why the man. You are the you are the reason. 
You know people like you, you give an offering. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, I'm telling you, even your, your mother, your father, when you get angry, nobody can control you. Total behavior and foolishness. Some of you wives, when you're angry, may you pursue patience. Pursue godliness. Pursue faith. Pursue love. Pursue meekness. Shout your loudest amen. Hallelujah. Pray to God, God, make me a patient person. Amen. A yielding person. So who yields, who gives in, who gives up, who surrenders. Not always fighting and a useless fight. Saying useless things. So if you have said things that you, you, you will not like to repeat them. Mm. Yeah. One gentleman said, Bishop, I don't know what happened. I was upset with my wife. Before I realized, my hand was moving. My hand was moving. Is, is there a remote control or something? Control. You're only moving. I don't know what happened. My hand just moved. I said, how come your hand moved about five times? It moved. And it moved. And it moved. I mean, what nonsense is this? What nonsense is this? <laughs> I said, a remote control controlling your hand. I don't know what happened. I stand there. My hand, I moved. And it moved again. And now I bring it down. The hand will just move again. Rubbish. Anyway, let's carry on. Let's carry on. Is the sound working well? It's trying to work. In a way. Hallelujah. So, we have seen four or five. Four, isn't it? Quick, very quick one. Number one, you must pursue what? Ability to fight. Amen. Number two, your conscience. Good conscience, isn't it? Develop your conscience. Develop your conscience because not everything that you see in the Bible, black and white. Black and white. You have never, I've never read in the Bible, that don't smoke. I've not read it. Smoking will not send you to hell. It only makes you smell as if you are just coming from hell. Anyway, just by the way, just by the way. Just by the way. You see, develop your conscience. Because you can always argue with the word of God. But when your conscience is developed, your baby conviction when something is wrong. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because as a pastor, young people come and tell me, Bishop, where do we stop? Me and this girl, where do we stop? Do we stop kissing the forehead, kissing the mouth, kissing the breast, or going down? Where do we stop? I notice. <laughs> Let your conscience guide you. Because the Bible as it says, stop at the neck. Stop at the... Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Young people, are you hearing me? Don't ask God the question when you know the answer. Things are moving inside of you. You say, why should I stop? You know things are moving. You say, why should you stop? Bishop Obi. That they, they know, don't they know? <laughs> you know things, you know things, you get, you know things. 
You know things. Number three is what? Number three. Godliness. Amen. Be a godly person. Pray that you have a godly character. Your character will be godly. Godly. When they look at you, they will see that God is in you. You are God's character. Amen. Pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for a godly character. Very important. And then also, you might develop spiritual pursuits. That means, let it, let it come. Let it just rise up inside of you. When we when we're young, when I was much, much younger in school, I mean, after I got born again, my friends and I, we used to learn scriptures. Quotes. Who quotes more scriptures than the other? So that's the game we used to play. During our break times, you'll sit here, I sit here. And then you quote, I quote, you quote, I quote. John 1, 12, I quote. And then go, John 3, 17. We quote until you, I, I had quote the other person. That's the type of gambling game we used to play. That's the game we used to play. Do you understand? Learning and memorizing scriptures. Yeah. So, a lot of scriptures I know today, I learned them years, years ago. When people like Pastor Jerry and so on were doing bad things, I was learning scriptures. Hey, sit down, sit down guys. Sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> Are you there? Jerry used to be a bad boy. By the way, your classmate asked me to bring her greetings to you. <laughs> My secretary was in the same school together. Hey, Bishop. He was a bad boy, oh, this boy. She said, she said, hi to you. <laughs> what a shock. Anyway, the next one. You must also develop gifts. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, it's very important. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Amen. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given Which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Verse the next verse 15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. That thy profiting. Thy profiting may appear to all. Hallelujah. Now look at 14 again. It says that. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. There's a gift in you. Can I have an amen? There's a gift that God has placed in you. And the Bible says, do not neglect that gift. That gift. Everybody here can do something. You didn't hear what I said. There's something that is valuable in your life. Bible said, do not neglect it. Don't neglect it. Work on it. Develop it. That little gift 
can become a great blessing to many people. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. You see, I'm telling you that as the prophet speaks, gifts will be distributed into life. I'm telling you, I can tell you a day, one day when he was preaching and something actually entered. I said, I received a gift that day. I pray for you today that a gift will come into your life. A gift will come into your life. Somebody shout amen. Are you here? And Paul said, Timothy, do not neglect the gift. Do not neglect the gift that was given thee. Hallelujah. But through prophecy and by laying on of hands. So there are many ways. Prophecy is speaking the power of the word of God with power. Amen. And inspiration. So gifts come. When you hear a servant of God speaking, gifts can enter into you. Amen. And then also by laying on of hands. Now it goes on to say, look at what happens. Verse 15. Meditate upon these things. In other words, when we are left this camp, think through it again. Let it enter your spirit. Meditate upon these things. And give thyself wholly to them. That thy profiting, hallelujah, may appear. If you look at Ida, you see, she has given herself wholly. Many of you, you can sing as good as Ida when she started. But the difference is that she has given herself wholly to that little gift. And now today, oh, as far as Papua New Guinea, as far as Fiji, as far as you are singing the songs. Because she has given herself, her profiting has appeared unto all. You know what I'm saying? There's a gift in you. That can touch many lives if you can give yourself to it. I'm telling you. If you can develop that gift, if you can, you can, you can, you can develop it, you'll be surprised how that gift will be a blessing to many. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? There's a gift in you. Told you, there's a gift. There's a gift inside of you. A gift. A gift. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a gift in you. Yeah. Meditate upon these things and give yourself holy. Holy. This gift you have, give yourself wholly to it. Amen. When you see the ministry we have now, the UD, you see, somebody believed. I remember years ago when Bishop said that one day we'll have a church with 200 people. I almost fell down. We have a church with 200 people, not 200 churches, but a church with 200 human beings in the church. I almost fell down. So this is what I told myself that. I'm sure the term is crazy. I think now, now, now I'm, real, I'm realizing that that thing is true. Yeah. Are you there? 200! 200. But here we are with over 3,000 churches. The reason is because the person realized that this gift that God has placed in me 
I, can, I must do it. Go, go all out with this gift. Amen. Give yourself wholly to them that I profit him. That I profit him. Amen. If you're a dancing star, dance well. If you are, if you are singing, sing well. Some of you, you are singing and your face is like, it's like long, twisted, twisted, contorted. Some of, some of you are even, st- uh-huh. you have neglected the Some of you used to be in the worship choir. You used to sing in that, but you are stopped. Because maybe somebody offended you. Somebody did you have stopped. Neglect not the neglect not the gift. Some of you should be dancing stars, but I think you're a big woman, so you have stopped dancing. Hey, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm I'm ending this session now. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Yeah. You might develop. Your gifts. Develop your gifts. Yeah. Pastors who know how to play the keyboard and say, oh, God, they stopped. Nobody's in your church. You can't you can play. You can't do something. Yeah. Hmm. Even me, I'm returning to worship. They're leading worship. <laughs> what a shock. Bishop Adi is the only person encouraging me that I can, I can sing well. Everybody else says, when I sing, they can't find the key on the keyboard to play. <laughs> Are you still here? Yeah. Number six. You must develop loyalty. That's a big one. We can't get into all of it now. So I'm talking about core, some say core areas. I didn't hear you. Say core areas. Core areas means composite questions. Important area. Develop other areas, but these are core. So important. You cannot leave this one. Everything else will be important. Everything else may, may, may be necessary, but the, the important ones, the ones that you can never neglect, are the ones I'm talking about. You might develop loyalty. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. 620. Oh, Timothy, if that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so called. So, what he's telling Timothy is that Timothy. Keep it. The message that was given, be loyal to the message. What have they committed to your trust? What they say, look after. Look after it well. Be loyal to it. Don't deviate from it. What have they committed to your trust? Everybody might develop this area. I'm sure that along the camp, I mean, we'll be able to teach us more about it. But talking about the fact that for you to really last in life, Anything that you commit to your hands, keep it well. Be loyal to the church you are being asked to pastor. 
I met a pastor recently. He told me, the bishop, I don't know how my church is not growing. I said, well, I saw we are about 13 in the church, and I'm very busy. I get invitation to preach everywhere, everywhere in the country, in Ghana. I'm, but I don't know why my church is not growing. I said, I know why it's not growing. Because you don't have time for the church. You have time for everything else apart from the church. So don't, I'm, I'm telling you why the church is not growing. He told me that, bishop, I feel that if you lay hands on me, my church will change. I said, no, no, no. I took a book. I said, have you seen this book? Church growth. I said, I've not seen it before. I said, uh-huh. You don't need laying out of hands. I said, another book, mega church. I said, you haven't seen all the books. He said, if I lay hands, the church will change. The church cannot change. I said, I'm sorry. I don't feel that if I lay my hands on you, the church will change. The things you need and the time has given, that is, that's why it's not working. If you give it time, it will work. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Next point. You must develop your ability to be an example. Amen. Ability to be an example. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example to the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. NL, New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Wow. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, that's what the Bible is saying. You know, you've got to pursue. I want to be an example. I want to be an example to others. And Paul is saying that don't allow anybody to look down on you because you are young. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't allow anybody to despise you because you are young. Be an example to them. So I'm telling everybody who feels young. It's a blessing to be young. And then you shout amen. Amen. For all those who feel young. It's a blessing to be young. And if you feel old, don't look down on the young people. Your God has given special grace. The first love grace is entering every part of the church. Somebody shout your loudest amen. Are you still there? Yeah. Pastor Kamal. <laughs> nice to see you. He feels young, isn't he? Even your wife can say you are young. <laughs> hey, sit down, young, young people. Listen, I want to tell everybody, never despise young people. Why? Why? Because when Bishop started the church, he was young. If they had despised him and thrown him out, you will not be here today. I'm telling you. The people who are despised you today, that is how your bishop was. When he started the church. That's how the prophet was when he started. Young person from Achimote school, going on visitation and doing all these things. Then from university and all the, he was as young as many of the young people have today. And indeed, some even tried to kill the church because of his age. 
Some said that this church, you know, is not going anywhere. Why doesn't he concentrate on his medical school and stop all these things? Pastors, try. So we should not become like the Pharisees. How many of you are hearing me? We should not become like them. Who now began to fight against... It's, it's amazing that the people who fought against Jesus were the, the pastors of the day. Pastors of today. Of the day. Be grateful that in our church we have young people serving God. Okay. When I went to Jamaica once, I saw in, in um, that our church had just started. So our pastor took me to one of the big, big churches we have there uh, in... in in a, oh, one of the old traditional churches in Jamaica. We saw only the youngest person, if the person was below 50, and, and, and maybe they may be about two or three. If the person is below 50, that's the, young, the, the youth ministry. <laughs> what a shock. The young people are despised. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't wear this to church. You can't do this. And so, so when our church started in, our pastor started inviting people to come to church. No, 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 no. We, 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 we can't go to, we, we can't wear this to church. We can't do this because if you want to go to church, you have to wear a long dress. When you wear a hat, you have to wear a hat. You have to know how to sing all the hymns. Rescue the perishing. You have to know all of them before you're qualified to be here. Not this type of modern way of singing. A modern way of dancing. No. So, all the young people were outside church. Smoking weed. What a shock. I remember one of, uh, one of the, uh, one, one of the times, during the offering time, the, 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 one of the ladies came and said, told the pastor, Pastor, don't allow the gentleman to take the offering. You were smoking weed before we entered service. That means downstairs, you were just smoking before. He was just working when he finished, or that he came to the church. So the person was, as I said, allow him, allow him. But, but let us watch him very, very well. That guy ran away with the offering. Allow him. Today, that guy was smoking weed. He has come to Bible school, finished. He's now a full pastor. Clap your hands for the Lord, somebody. Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Amen. So all of you used to smoke weed. I hope there's nobody here. Father, I drive it out of every life in Jesus' name. Which yeah. be recently, I made an altar call in, my ch- in the church, the Kadesh. And who smokes weed? I had more than 30 people in my church. Current, that is a few weeks ago. Current, you are still smoking and want to be free. May God set anybody who is bound by that sin free in Jesus' name. But anyway, what I'm saying is that Paul told Timothy, don't allow anybody to look down on you. Don't allow anybody to despise you. And church, don't, just dis- don't let us despise young people. Let's, rather, let's become, you see, if you're a little older, by the grace of God, most of us here are young. But if you're a little older, you've got to behave like Samuel's mother, Hannah. Bible says that she made clothes for her, for her son, little boy. Clothes for dancing. Why are you wearing red and blue? I'll buy it for you. Well, I mean, the woman was providing for Samuel so Samuel can serve God in the church. That was Hannah. That was Hannah. She was pushing her son to serve God. Every year she would make, prepare beautiful clothes. 
and take it to somewhere where it's so that you can do something in church. I would encourage all mothers and fathers, encourage your young ones to serve God, to dance in church, to sing in church, support them, support them, push them to do something for God. It will be a great blessing to you. It will be a great blessing to you. Your children will not bring headaches to you. They will not bring heartache to you. It will be a blessing for your children to serve God. I pray for every parent here. May your children never be wayward and rebellious. May they serve God better than you've ever served God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. How many of you are sitting here? I'm so happy. What a good example we have that our prophets will leave the grown-ups and go and pastor children. How would you then despise children? When he said, listen, I'm giving up my time and energy for the little children. For the little children. If you say that more than uh, more than 80% of people who give their life to Christ give their life to Christ by, by the time they're 22 years old. After 22, only 20% give their life to Christ. So if you don't focus on young people, we don't have a future. I can't I'm saying. If you don't focus on young people, we don't have a future. The future of our lives and ministry in our churches is young people. 80% of people give your life to Christ before the age of 22. 80%. 80 mm. A few, um, like you, came in lucky. You're lucky. That it came in after after 22. Hmm. Are you still here? So Paul told Timothy that don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Think less of you. Because, but in your behavior, in your conduct, in your, the way in your love, in your faith, be an example to them. Amen. When I gave my life to Christ, I was young. I was 13 years old. I was born in 19, no business. But I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, my, 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 I'm glad I gave my life to Christ. And I tried, I tried to live a way that would be, a, that would be pleasing to everybody around me. My mother at my age, my mother respected me. I'm glad I, I led my mother to Christ. I was preaching when my mother gave her life to Christ. Came forward and gave her life to Christ. What a blessing. Amen. Brother Paul, it's a blessing. When she came in, when she came forward like that, came forward and gave her life to Christ. And then we prayed for Holy Ghost baptism. And I started to lay hands on my mother. When I touched my mother, she fell under the power. I said, what? I didn't know, know I was so anointed. I said, ushers, bring her back, bring her back. I remembered all the knocks I had. I said, come on, take it now in the name of Jesus. And she fell down again. She used to pull her ears and I said, ushers, bring that woman, bring her, bring her, bring her. Take it now, take it now, take it now. Hey! She fell down about five times. 
five times she was sent because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It was, it was not easy for her at all. Five times after the fifth one, I had not finished. I said, Oh, yes. I said, That woman, bring her, bring her. I realized that she, was, she began to fight with the ushers on the floor. I said, No, no, no. The man is beating me too much. I can't get up. She began to fight with the ushers. Before I realized she was lying on the ground. You, she spoke in tongues in self defense. Otherwise, otherwise, it's not going to be easy. I see anointing coming upon your life. I see your family respecting you. Your teachers will respect you. Grown-ups will respect you. Nobody will despise you because you are young. In the name of Jesus. May God bless you. May God use you. De- develop your ability as a young person to be an example. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you blessed? The last one. Develop your ability. Develop an all-out attitude. An all-out attitude. Develop an all-out attitude. Again, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. First Timothy 4, verse number 13. Till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying of hands by the presbytery. The next verse. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Hallelujah. Now this is what Paul is saying to Timothy. That Timothy, give yourself go all out for the thing. What do you, you, you say? Go, what do you say you want to you believe? Go all out. Now I'm telling you something. Many of us eh, and I heard Bishop say over and over again that if some people believe the thing that we say we believe, eh, they'll go to the World Cup with Many of us are not able to uh, we, we do things when you, I mean, we pay money, we go for uh, school camps, school holidays. When it comes to our church camp, the reasons why you can't come. When you go for this type of hiking here, you're going here, going there, so you are able to find. When it comes to things of God, have reasons why it cannot work. But Paul is saying that if you go all out, Timothy, you're profiting. The way people are going to see the benefits of serving God wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. That's what we have done all these years. We have done this all these years because we have seen the grace of God. We have seen the mercy of God. When he met Bishop, Bishop always said that, look, let's do it. Let's do it well. Let's go all out for it. Let's go all out. Let's give ourselves. Let's sacrifice the time, everything. As we have been involved in this, we have seen the grace of God and the mercy of God. Can I have an amen? amen. People will see the profiting of your ministry. Amen. They will see the grace of God on your life. Amen. They will see God leading you to. So if you are going to become pastors of big 
churches. So we've got missionaries in many parts of the world. Hallelujah. I tell you, generations shall be saved because of you. People's families, nations shall come to know the Lord. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. Lift your two hands up high and let's pray for just a few minutes. Pray this evening. Korama Shakabahatosi. Zimanduromosh Kibranda Vande. Broka Fandirimo Shabandiri Mahata. Karandorobosh Kibrahafande. Mazubrandi Frakantorodoboshi Brahataya. Talk to God tonight. Talk to God tonight. Ask God for grace that this camp will be a life transforming camp for you. That from the moment the prophet takes the microphone to speak to us, life will come into every life. Pray this moment and ask God for help, for favor. When you say, Lord, this thing we talk about, core areas. Now I need to develop it. Develop, develop it. Develop it. All these areas of my life. Speak to God. Speak to God. Ask God for his mercy. Ask God for his kindness. Ask that God will minister to us by the weight of the servant of God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Come on! Listen, let no man despise you because you shout, because you are young. Give the Lord a shout one more time. Amen. Amen. All right. You may take your seats now. Wow. Are we still here? Ask your neighbor, are you still in church? Are you still here? What a blessing. What a blessing. I believe that we are on by the grace of God. Amen. The grace of God. God has been gracious to us. God has blessed us. God has helped us. And we are here live. Live. Some of, you are, some of you have never seen the prophet live, but he's here live.
Hallelujah. Okay, okay. Sit down, 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 sit down. Right. So, once again, ask your neighbor, what did you come here to see? What did you come here to see? Amen. Bless God. Ida is in the house. Okay, okay. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You like standing too much. Hallelujah. Well, before we get here, before we, before we get on, there's also Bishop Richard in the house. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I think it is right and proper for us to welcome Bishop Richard to bring us special greetings. Let's welcome Bishop Richard I. Please be seated. Thank you. Wow. It's a blessing to be here. And uh, two one. It's a great blessing to be here again. I believe that great things are gonna happen. Wonderful things are gonna happen. I can see that the church in this region is marching forward. It growing, and I'm sure soon we're going to cover the whole region with souls, with souls. So we're all here to receive and to be blessed, and we thank God for this beautiful gathering. God bless you, and expect God to touch your life for greater works. God bless you. Am I? Am I singing? Was about to sing a solo. <laughs> would, would all have fallen under the power, I tell you. Well, we already have, have heard from Bishop Obi, but Daddy was not here when Bishop Obi came to bring. So, when we welcome Bishop Obi one more time, clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. You may take your seat. I think. The moment we've been waiting for has been getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> a visit from our father is a very special visit. We were here last year 
to attempt great things. And I believe that this year we are going even further. I am expectant. I am excited. I can feel things happening in my body. And I believe as we sit under the feet of such a great prophet, we can never be the same again. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Well, I think that the right and proper thing to do is to welcome the bishop in the region. Bishop Chris. Come on, welcome him. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> you may be seated. Wow. How many of you feel very blessed? Wow. I can't believe that this is happening. How many of you can't believe that this is happening? Wow. We are about to be blessed in the double portion. Not only has our daddy come, but he has come with an entourage. Tell your neighbor, an entourage is here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my singular pleasure to welcome one of the most powerful minstrels of our time. Let's welcome Ida. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Ida, but I have the microphone. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Wow. Hey, you guys are wild, though. I can see you are waiting. Bah! Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You know, that's how it is. All this got appetizers, appetizers. But it's going to happen soon. I believe that many of the churches in Australia are here. But beyond Australia, we also have some, some of our churches and pastors in the senior personal region who are also here. We also wanted to bring critics to us just a minute each. Let's welcome Reverend Andrew from Fiji. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Take your seats. Amen. We are also excited to be here. Hallelujah. We bring you greetings from Fiji. Hallelujah. We are so blessed that Daddy is here once again. And uh, like Bishop Hobie said, I can also feel some booming wings going on inside. Hallelujah. And I believe this camp is going to be extraordinary. And so I am expecting great things from the Lord. And I believe that that one talent is going to do great things after this camp in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Let's welcome Bishop Saki. Then shall we welcome Reverend John all the way from Papua New Guinea. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I say give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Our God is good. And all the time. I also bring you greetings from Papua New Guinea. Hallelujah. And I didn't come alone. I came with my wife and the majority of the church members. Hallelujah. And we are so honored and privileged to come and hear from our Father. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe that a mighty visitation has hit in the nation of Papua, uh, Australia. And we have come here to tap from the anointing. Hallelujah. And I believe that our life will never be the same. Last year, Daddy visited us in Australia and he's come again. And I believe that something deeper is getting into the land. Hallelujah. And like Bishop said, we are going to take territories for the Lord. Hallelujah. And the church in the nation of Australia and all the other South Pacific countries, our lives and the churches are never going to be the same. God bless you, Daddy, for coming and all the team that followed him. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Now it's time to welcome Pastor Jerry from Vanuatu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. We also bring you greetings from the island nation of Vanuatu. Hallelujah. Give me a wave. All the Nevans in the house. Give me a wave. Hallelujah. All the Nevans in the house. Amen. We want to say that last year was a very great um, camp. And I believe that this year is even going to be mightier. Hallelujah. And as daddy keeps visiting us in this region, I can see that things are going to be different. Hallelujah. Last year when we went back after the camp, the church was just transformed. Something mighty happened. Hallelujah. And we just went up like that in our numbers and our attendance. And I believe that this year, something greater is going to happen. Hallelujah. Open your hearts. Hallelujah. And receive the word of God from the prophet. God bless you. Thank you. Fantastic. Now, shall we welcome all the way from Solomon Islands, Pastor Joshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we, I bring you greetings. I said we bring you greetings. I have some of my friends from church here, all the way from Solomon Islands. The Happy Isles. It's called the Happy Isles. Paul says, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts. Um, we have come expectant, and um, we believe that Daddy has come all the way to impact some spiritual gifts, not only us from the Australian village region, but also all the way from Solomon Islands, and we are expecting a great impartation. We love you, Daddy, and thank you for coming all the way. God bless you. Now, shall we welcome Reverend John from New Zealand? Amen. Are you excited? Give the Lord a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Well, I, I bring you greetings also from New Zealand. And I came with some of my people from New Zealand. And we are also excited and very expectant. And we believe that this year, this camp is a very different camp. Um, we thank God for Daddy's life and for Bishop Richard, Bishop Obi, and all the pastors who have come with us. And we believe that as we leave, we are going to use the one talent 
Are you going to use your, your one talent? The one talent will make a difference in our lives. So God bless you. Open your hearts and receive every gift that God has for you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Bishop. Clap your hands for the Lord. And now, all the way from Tonga, let's welcome Pastor you from Tonga. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. It's a blessing to be here tonight. Hallelujah. Prophet, we welcome you. It's a blessing to be here. And it's a blessing that you have come all the way to come and visit your children. And we believe that Nukualufa Tonga will never be the same again just by this visit. Hallelujah. And when we get back to Tonga, we believe we're going to use just this one talent and take more territories in Tonga. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you, Bishop. Right. I think that's right also for us to finally, I believe, welcome all the way from Tahiti. Mr. Jeff, clap your hand for... Oh, go ahead and give, give her a clap and a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Well, last year I attended this camp and I was told to go and start a church in Tahiti. First love church, Tahiti. By the grace of God, today we are there and then fully functioning. It's a blessing. Thank you, Daddy, for the opportunity to serve. And I believe that as we have come here today, this one talent that will be taught to us here, may we do wonders. In the name of Jesus. Thank you very much, Daddy. I love you. Next year, we will be welcoming you from the islands. I said, next year, we will be welcoming you for, with greetings from the islands where you are a missionary. Can I have an amen? Well, so I think that Bishop Chris spoke for all the churches in Australia also. All right? But anyway, look at him and tell anybody that you are specially welcome to this camp. Tim, I'm so happy you came to the camp. I want to bless you for coming for the camp. I want to give you $100 right now. Well, now, it's time to welcome Ida! And 
with 